Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the eighth episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. When I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has all 113 shows that we will be studying. Hi, Kate! Hello! How are you doing, Kitty Kate? Better now that I'm talking with you. We're talking about such great shows. Or, well, it's Mm. not shows, is it? Because once again, TLC took us, slapped us in the face, and told us, think again, think again. (laughs) What happened, Katie Kate? We found out that we could not research into one of the shows by Mm -hmm. devouring every moment because it's scrubbed from the internet (laughs) scrubbed i think there is a running theme here with tlc shows there you know i say in the intro we're doing 113 shows and we and constantly being added to because they're just producing more shit every day Mm -hmm. but they're also scrubbing a lot of shows <laughs> and i think there are so many things that come out of these people's backgrounds that are like "Ooh, we need to get this off the internet <laughs> yikes um, last week we had um seven little johnsons we had filth fighter now look we can't blame it on tsc kate and i can't be asked to check when after we've spun the wheel of shame whether it's actually available to watch or not so kind of our fault um we're gonna get better at that we will check as soon as we spin the wheel and we get our results from now on um but filth fighter i looked it up and it was a one-off special and it was only filmed last year it was like 43 minutes but 
nowhere nowhere on amazon nowhere i, I don't know i don't know what oh, happened. it's new Can, and it was wiped? it's new yeah it was last year interesting and did it say what it was about it's i mean as you can imagine this woman yeah just going in to these houses where people are literally living in well filth and then she goes <laughs> and just cleans it so oh. i'm not sad that we missed it but um don't know that she was probably there was something came out about her past i bet until she like they were like even for us we can't do it we can't so what we're gonna do we're gonna do a little bit we're gonna do something a little bit um different this week because kate and i noticed late in the game that filth fighters are not available um we're going to talk about the first show as usual, which was the Seven Little Johnstons. Um, and then we'll do our rating and everything. And then we're just going to talk about a couple of other things, which are definitely in the TLC realm. They're a little bit of news, um, a little bit more info for you. So we're just going to be discussing one show and then we're going to dive into that. So it's going to be a little bit different. Um, we'll obviously have the spinning of the wheel of shame afterwards. But um, I think that's about it. I think we're ready to dive in. Okay, Let's with do the it. Let's synopsis. Get into it. Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right, so the f- sh- first and only show that we'll be talking about today is called The Seven Little Johnstons, and this is how TLC describes the show. The Johnstons, all seven of Forsyth, Georgia, are the subjects of this reality documentary series. The Brood, TLC says, are the world's largest known family of. Oh. You got it. You okay. got it, Kate. A achondroplasia, achondroplasia, achondroplasia. Oh God, I'm sorry. It's not easy. It's not easy. Achondroplasia, achondroplasia dwarfs. There you go. Achondroplasia is a genetic disorder of bone growth, but the series demonstrates that size only matters in the amount of love the Johnstons provide. Trent, a grounds supervisor at a local college, and housewife Amber have two biological children, Jonah and Elizabeth, while Anna, Alex, and Emma were adopted from Russia, Korea, and China, respectively. Episodes deal with everything from high drama soccer tryouts to a disastrous attempt at a birds and bees discussion, all framed by the family tackling a massive renovation of their six thousand square foot circa 1891 home beautifully read that was a lot that was a lot i think it's a kind of becoming a running thing that i will always mess up the pronunciation of one word no i think that that description is painful and i mean just that type high drama soccer tryouts Mm. i mean I mean, really, you don't need to put... If you're trying to draw an audience in, you don't need to put that in because it's just... Okay, so I did make... First of all, I think Kate and I need to make this clear. There were 10 seasons of this show, okay? 10 seasons, and they each have what, Kate? Like eight episodes? 10 episodes? Anywhere ranging in from (sighs) six to 10 episodes per season, yes. And they're all 43 minutes. So, Mm -hmm. you know... Look, I'm not going to say Kate and I don't work hard. We work hard watching these shows. But there are times when there are episodes about high drama soccer tryouts that we just have to skip over. So, I mean, we did our best. We watched as much as we possibly could. And when I say watched, it's on in the background as we're driving, eating, living, just going about our days. Right. Um, that's this, this is what we have to do. It started airing in 2015 mm-hmm. yeah okay um 
I'd like to just note that I was calling the Johnsons the entire time. It's Johnstons. So I thought it was Johnsons. So did I. I thought yeah. it was Johnsons. Yeah. It's like a, it's a small little error, but yeah, I realized I was just calling them Johnsons all the way through. As the description said, they all have a chondroplegia dwarfism. So you've got, let's set it, let's set the scene. Okay. Yeah. We've got Matt Damon. I mean, we have Trent, who is the father. <laughs> this dude is Matt Damon. He, and I thought, um, I, I watched the first season. I was like, oh, this dude looks exactly like Matt Damon. Just like That's shrunk down. So, that is so true. I could not place it. Yes, the whole it time I was while. like, he looks like yes. someone. Matt Damon. Yes. That's right. It's Matt Damon. And then I, as I was scrambling to watch the last episode of the most recent season to, to, before we got on here, the wife said it to him in it. She's like, we always thought he looked like Matt Damon. I was like, <gasps> yes, he does. Perfect. I mean, this dude really looks like Matt Damon. So um, there's Matt Damon, his wife, Amber, mm-hmm. and then they have five kids. So we've got the biological children, Elizabeth and Jonah, with 13 and 15, when this started. Yeah. Yeah, so the and boy then, is the oldest, right? He's yeah, he's fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Then there's Elizabeth, and then there's there's Anna, Anna. who's adopted. Oh, Anna. I'm. You know what? Your name's Anna, but anyway, <laughs> Anna. Oh, gosh, if you were in, Eng- if you- I just want to make a note here, if you were in England and you went up to someone and said, "Hi, uh, my name's Anna," they'd just go, "No, it's not. It's Anna." Anyway, what would you like to drink? <laughs> it's just it's I, anna i, I, I remember anna. i was telling myself over and over i'm like make sure you say anna <laughs> not anna 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 nope it's anna um she's from she was adopted from russia you've got emma adopted from china alex adopted from south korea and then mm-hmm. they have a gorgeous big chocolate lab named jesse so that's kind of the setup of the people in it now of it, you'd think there's been 11 seasons, so much happened. No. Not a lot. No. no. Not really. No. Not what happened. <laughs> not really. Uh, 10 episodes per season, 42 minutes in length, and pretty much nothing happened. Some kids grew up. That they was age. It. Yeah, they age. They graduate from high school. The three oldest <sighs> children purchase houses. Um, can we talk about uh, again? I didn't, it wasn't. It was kind of unclear whether it was purchasing or renting. renting. But in the last episode, you see. I know we're skipping forward, but as we said, not a lot really happens. But you see these the, the oldest three move out, mm-hmm. and there's one boy that's going around. The one boy Jonah is going around, and he's looking at these apartment buildings, and there is one that is like two bedroom with a balcony with a sunroom, like all of this stuff, and they were like. It is $1,700. And I wanted to say $1,700 in Los Angeles will probably get you a garden shed if you're lucky. And it's going to be in Reseda. I mean... No on-site laundry, no parking, (laughs) no dishwasher, no garbage disposal. And just no walls. You have to create your own walls. (laughs) It's just... I know it's like a lot of people are going to be listening to this from... I can say all over the world because we do have listeners in Australia, in Germany, England. Hello, hello, hello. But there are people that also listen, you know, all over the country. And I get it. LA is ridiculously expensive, as mm-hmm. is London, as is New York, as all these big cities. 
But just when I see stuff like this and I'm like $1,700 in rent for all of that, there was a lot of, re- there was a, you know, there was a lot of reflection I actually did on this show, Kate, because... Are you going to, are you going to move to rural Georgia? Because that's the trade-off, say, babe. I'm going to say that. Well, you know, I'd be, I might, I'm going to be near them and I'm going to be near Angela from a 90 Day Fiance. She's oh. from, she's from, oh. Is that a plus? Um, <laughs> If you need cigarettes that have been down a sweaty cleavage for a long time, then yeah, it is. Absolutely it is. Michael! Michael! <laughs> um, so here's what I'm going to say. that um, This made me reflect quite a lot. Because these kids were filmed from, like, the youngest was nine. And then you see him having his 16th birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought... If someone, if I'd had a film crew following me around from nine until 16, how much stuff would have been filmed that I would never, ever want to be shown that I, that, you know, it's those years where you're so incredibly awkward, you hate everything or you're an emotional wreck. And I watched this and all of them, apart from Anna, which we will talk about, (laughs) but, um, I like have this completely stable innocent life and it was like this reflection to me of and I promise I'm not going to get too deep here but like at 15 I was at the purple turtle in Reading shout out to the purple turtle in Reading um <laughs> drinking vodka and cokes and I'm thinking these kids are like you know the they're just playing turtle. like the purple turtle oh purple turtle was the place I'm by the sorry. way anyone listening from Reading Anyone listening from Reading will know the turtle. Okay. We, we didn't call it the purple turtle. You just called it the turtle. But I wanted to give it the full turtle title. time. Turtle time. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ramona Singer. Um, okay, sorry. Go on. It's so we were da- down the turtle, as we'd say. Let's go down the turtle. Um, or Pavlov's dog. That was. I can give you a whole tour of Reading if you want right now, and everywhere they'll let you in if you don't have ID. I could give you this tour, but I'm not going to. But that's the kind of shit I was doing then, and I was so you know just i guess it's just i was struck by how innocent these kids are in this like beautiful way but is this realistic i mean i guess i'm still so fascinated with america i've been here a while but i'm still fascinated that these places exist where you have this it just seems like a cozy life it seems like they they have you know you can buy a house for 120 thousand dollars like a six bedroom house for one hundred twenty thousand dollars you can have a ton of land you can have you know rolling hills in your back garden and you know pizza nights on on saturday night by the and being in the pool and like that's as much as they get up to and look i'm not saying these places don't have horrendous meth issues because (laughs) i'm sure they do because everywhere in america does now but there are these pockets that we saw on the johnston's that i just went your whole childhood was just you you was you're such good kids they really are i i mean i think they're pretty they're a pretty religious family so that Mm. seems to have a part maybe but also the dad would swear sometimes like they weren't completely no straight edge you know you could tell the dad would be like oh shit or whatever and they'd bleep it out but 
But yeah, I mean, 15, like, 16, oh. I was a nightmare oh on wheels. I was oh like God. yelling at my parents, staying out past curfew, trying cigarettes, drinking <laughs> a ton, way too much vodka, puking the vodka up on my bathroom floor. Natural, natural, like, isn't it? And then I look at these people and I'm like, oh, I wonder how I, I just, I honestly got into this hole of, God, where would I be now? Would I be hosting a podcast about TLC shows if perhaps I'd lived a life like Elizabeth? And I'm just all of this. It was like, hello, darkness, my old friend. Like, I just was sat. <laughs> should have had more. Should have had more wholesome uh, nights in the backyard, in the back of a pickup oh, truck under the stars, watching God. a slideshow of you and your boyfriend's relationship. Oh yeah, no boyfriend in red, no sixteen-year-old boyfriend in Reading was going to do that. I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, shout out to Reading, Berkshire in England, where I went to school. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there was that that kind of I really was looking at it all, and the reason we kind of paused on Anna, 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 Anna is she is the third, second eldest, second eldest, and she was adopted, as he said, from Russia. And I feel like Matt Damon and his, mini Matt Damon and his wife, like, put all these labels on these kids, like, straight away in the first season. And look, I know what TLC does. But you have Anna as this, they're just like, oh, she doesn't know how to cook. And she's going to be the one that will be doing this. And she's always in trouble. And she can't go to the dance because she gets in with the wrong crowds. And then her sister that's, like, a year younger than her, perfect like absolutely mm-hmm. perfect and she's mm-hmm. like the she's the biological daughter as well and i think there has got to be some type of some type of undercurrent maybe these people are all just wonderful people and i'm trying to make something dark about it but you know this this girl anna with the, i feel like they were just super harsh on her always expecting her to fuck up like they just weren't kind with her I think that she kind of likes that role though. She's like I'm the she's the joker of the family. She's the funny one. She's like I'm the, you know, the squirrely one. She's like cracking jokes and you know, it she, yeah. I, but I get what you mean. It was like kind of heavy-handed like, "Oh, Anna can't cook." Yeah, so. she can't do this and she's going to be the one that's get Oh, we couldn't trust her with that. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's going to get to her like that's that's there's gonna be something that well you saw it get to her a little bit because they are telling her that she i mean they can't really tell her because i think she's 20 years old when this happens or something Uh, but remember they're like you really shouldn't go buy a house or get a house or move Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. because you only have a part-time job yes and i'm assuming all these kids have saved thousands of dollars from the show uh, that's another thing as well their coogan account you know is like probably overfilling like overspilling with like what they got from this show absolutely right so she gets really mad at her mom because they don't believe in her to go live on her own when she's 20 or however old so you see it a little like hinted at but there is and there's this whole thing that they don't show but of course, I have a theory about it. In the first season, they're doing they're you know they're young. These kids are young, and Anna and Elizabeth are going to um, the first school dance. So they go and get their dresses, and then they're like, "We just got a call from the principal, and um, we went into school, and Anna was um, spray pa- spray painted her name on the school, on like the side of from the, the Simpsons." I was like, 
what what did she write l anna or something i was like what so she comes home and she's banned she cannot go to the school dance by the way this goes on for about 43 minutes they're they're going over this and so she's like watching as her sister gets dressed up to go to this dance and they also by the way take all her clothes away they said we're leaving you with one one pair of pants five t-shirts and that's it just to pack up all her clothes no makeup no nothing frilly yeah she's i don't really get that as much but they certainly aren't easy parents but like here's a big be in my bonnet that i have about parents and of course once again we can talk as experts about parenting because neither of us have kids right so kate and i you know we're experts we know um when parents make their children call them sir and ma'am that's a southern thing is it yeah I really dislike that. I think it's authoritarian. It's like military. I really hate it. It makes me, I I think it's hard. I don't think it's respect. I think it's fear. I I don't like it at all. Really don't. Yeah, that's pretty much only in the South you hear that still. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just, ugh, I don't like that at all. It makes me really, I think it's really gross. It's weird. Um, Look, I'm not expecting the kids to be like, hey, Matt Damon, like, can I get a car or whatever? But just don't, like, don't, I don't like sir. well, and then yes, they, sir. daddy. Yes, sir. It's either sir or it's daddy. Now, daddy, I feel a little bit better with um, because it's. I think like if you come from like a, an Italian family or like a big um, Irish or Scottish Catholic family that I come from, daddy mm-hmm. is 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 very affectionate. I really mm-hmm. like that. Actually, I think it's that's much more respectful than. And they're going sir. yes, sir, mm-hmm. to their dad. Don't say yes, sir, to your dad. He's not. A, oh it's horrible don't like it anyway oh and um, remember when remember when jonah so they're moving uh mm. oh they're loading up those the stuff for his for uh elizabeth's art show and into the truck and jonah is getting kind of annoyed with his parents and he shushes his mom and it is like oh hell no the disrespect from jonah just because he was like mom shh see that's what i mean it's like if cameras had followed i just i i don't know i i that was me on a good day when i was his age oh that was fantastic um but that's why maybe because anna is just seen as this like rebel child because she just doesn't put up with that much shit and i think she's just has more of a personality that's that's naturally going to be quite um i don't know she's i mean she's stubborn she's whatever but it just seems normal but they're yeah. like oh she's the bad kid <laughs> and then you have this kid alex who i'm sure everybody fell in love with he was only nine he was adopted from south korea and he was only nine when this started and he is he's he is and he's a funny guy i love he, alex i know everyone loves him and i don't want to be um condescending and say he's so cute because he's a little person but i'm saying it because he's a nine-year-old boy yeah he's super cute and um but they also label him have, did you see if if i mean i don't know how he doesn't have an eating disorder because all through the first season they're just like oh he's always eating look at him asking for food again oh, asking for snacks alex is always eating did you notice that <laughs> Yeah, he's always eating, he loves ice cream, he's always taking naps or farting 
There was oh. a lot of fart jokes, by the way. So because many I, fart poop jokes. I know. It's just like, really? Is that is that where we're at? Is that mo- where we're at? They're moving that- Anna. They're moving Anna into her house, and they all start freaking out. And they're like, "Oh, Elizabeth blew up the bathroom!" Uh, and they're all just—it's like this big scene about the fact that Elizabeth took a giant shit in the bathroom. Why do you just shit on camera now? Why don't you just pull down your pants and shit on camera? Because if it's that hilarious, <laughs> let's add it in. But it, it's, oh God. But no, Alex, I didn't, I just wrote, I, in my notes I've got Alex dash food in capital letters. I think it was kind of dark the way they were constantly like, oh, he's eating. Look, he's asking about food. Look, it's food again. It's, I don't, yeah. I don't think that, that bodes well for when you get older at issues with food, but that's just me. Um, Yeah, that was his his characteristic that was his put character. on him yeah exactly and jonah i just wrote soccer i don't know what else to write about him he was like quiet he was the, the most teenager-ish to me because he was kind of surly and mm. you know ugh, and he shushed care. his mother don't, care, Mom. don't forget he shushed and he his shushed mother. his mother Jesus. so bad and then they go to um and we we're by the way we're going back and forth here throughout all of these seasons because it's just a bit tricky really to go play by play and also horrendously boring to go uh play by play yes but there is um a scene where they or episode where they all go to a little uh people convention now they go there they didn't actually film in it though did they maybe they didn't get permission Am I yeah they probably couldn't yeah. yeah they can get permission so anyway they talk about the little people convention and of course then it's like well, one of our children really disappointed us. And I'm thinking, okay, let's guess who this is. And it's Anna. They said, we had two rules. You don't leave the hotel and you don't go into somebody else's room. Guess what Anna was doing? Anna Snorting was, lines off She of... was snorting no. lines, chasing a D, and she was <laughs> drinking the vodka. Anna was gone so they never say what she did of course because she was obviously drinking or something i'm sure yeah. underage and you can't have that on tlc um i mean you can have someone pull down their pants and shit on tv apparently but you can't have someone drinking vodka right well also did you catch the fact that in one of the later seasons they're like oh so uh anna had to switch schools and now she's going mm-hmm. to a private school and she they gloss over it no, really I quickly. I didn't get that. I wrote down, I'm like, what happened at the this, old school? Oh, shit. These were so many missed opportunities. What happened to the little person, little people convention? What happened at the school? Yeah. Oh, so man. I think I think she probably gets a little naughtier than they're letting good. on. Yeah. Good, good, good. But they can't have that come out because they may, may lose their TLC slot. Um. So, I mean, she's also in constant i think competition with that sister elizabeth who's just like perfect like she's terrifies me everything has to be perfect she's just a lot um so you see them grow and then can we talk about how horny mini matt damon and amber are all the time yeah lots of sexy time talk they're very yeah we were like an episode in in the first season and it was edited so strangely like you're chopping from here and there and we're like oh we're gonna go in i'm gonna go and show alex how to use a power tool in the garage and they go in and then it just cuts to um amber going yeah um 
you know, I really like Fifty Shades of Grey. And so sometimes during the day, I'll just text uh, Mini Matt Damon little uh, snippets of uh, what goes on in uh, where I'm reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And it oh. gets... <laughs> it's a lot i was like that took a turn um and then you see him texting back and he's like oh i'm gonna come and put to the bedroom and then she's writing back oh are you gonna do to me what he did i'm like i'm sorry did this did i change channels i miss that one i miss that part it it was good and then you just see alex who's like nine or ten years old going oh that's gross what you're writing on your phone and then matt damon's like oh that's another thing about being a little person people can read over your shoulder and i'm like can we get off the 50 shades of gray so then he then he's like um alex i have to go i have to go see what your mother wants the cameras of course follow him and i'm like i'm not ready for this and then they go into the bedroom and it's just like you see him shut the door and it's like and then she's just like yeah i love that 50 shades of gray (laughs) okay Uh, okay awesome that's what was so annoying to me was the dad was so sexual throughout the whole all the seasons but then he he chastises his daughters for wanting to even kiss someone or hold hands he has Mm -hmm. he has the birds and the bees talk with them it is so awkward so awkward I'm so I'm so glad you brought that up yeah I mean uh, it is all of this is once again not apparent but this calling it the birds and the bees and oh it's gonna be an awkward conversation you need to tell your children uh not to get pregnant how sex works what a penis is what a vagina is and how how all of this happens and they're just like oh I don't know, it's gonna be awkward. That stupid trope of like the the dad needs to speak to the boys and the mom needs to speak. It's like, Jesus, stop. I hate it. It's like and you know he didn't tell Jonah not to dance with girls at the dance. It's just yeah. because they're girls and he's saying, Oh, keep a balloon's distance between you and the guy or you know, just actually don't even dance with the guys. And then he's so and I know a lot of guy like dads do this, but that doesn't mean I like it. So he is uh, moving the mattress into Elizabeth's house when yep. she moves out. Yep. And her Elizabeth's boyfriend is helping him. And he goes, oh, look, it's a one-person mattress. Yeah, just a mattress for one person. And the boyfriend's like, uh-huh. oh, and she's like <laughs> By the way, she's like 21. I yeah. Just to add that in. She's like 21 at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just this, it is, it's this horrible stereotype that that some men think they need to live up to of being coy about talking about sex because we've got to make them all pure and stay pure and that's the way we do it Mm -hmm. and it's just gross and outdated and stupid and really insulting as well really insulting to your intelligence to watch it i completely agree those were my least favorite scenes Mm, i don't like it at all um let me see what else I had here. I just got a lot about how horny he is. Um, and they were, oh yeah, this Fifty Shades of Grey um, texts were called Hot Mama texts. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have to go. It might be in the middle of the day or it might be, it might be something, but 
it was a lot. It was a lot for me. <sighs> yeah. Let's just treat our daughters as, as intelligent beings. beings. Uh, yeah, who, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, should we take a break? I think this is a good time. I need to get a little palate cleanser from um, all of that sex talk and bullshit. So yeah, let's take a break. Sounds good. We'll be back. Hello, it's Pauline here and I'm jumping into the middle of the convo very quickly to first of all, thank you all for listening and supporting us on our podcast journey so far. And to let you know, um, we have a new segment we're preparing for ongoing potty episodes. We have a call to action to anyone listening that can become one of our agents in the field in future episodes we will be including stories and tales sent in by you our dear listeners to give us the inside scoop if you or anyone you know of has been on a tlc show worked on a tlc show has been a long-suffering pa on a tlc show or has just any kind of insight and knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes we want to hear from you all submissions will be kept completely anonymous just email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com you're amazing and back to the show all right so what else do we have to say about the johnstons is what i'm thinking oh but remember when the gun fell off the top of the fridge anyone remember that Oh, did you see that? Didn't see that one. Okay. So they, by the way, we didn't even set up this whole thing. When we see them, they have moved, as it says in the kind of synopsis, they moved into this completely run down, but beautiful, like large old house. They had to completely renovate and nothing was working. And they moved this entire family in there. So you see them kind of doing all this work, tons and tons of work on this house from flooring to plumbing to everything. And that's where we start this entire um, show. They end up selling it only like halfway through. They were like, eh, there's too much to do, so we're just going to buy another house. So they just let that go and then bought another house or sold it. Um, but when there's scenes of them like redoing the kitchen, I don't know how they did all this by themselves. They're like moving fridges, they're moving dishwashers, they're doing it. Anyway, they have this fridge on some kind of pulley or wheelie thing, and um, it's moving, and you just see something fall off the top of the fridge and land on the floor and they're like oh that's the gun and i just went oh america um but no it was (laughs) yeah i mean can't say i'm shocked (laughs) what it i i was like huh it was admittedly it was like some kind of bb gun or something like that but it looked like a fucking air like a rifle and i was like whoa okay and they were like who put that up there anyway moving on let's get (laughs) rid okay all right sure did you see the episode where they're moving so yeah like pauline said there is a ton of home renovations Mm -hmm. that they do pretty much all by themselves because that's the other theme of this show is that uh they're very thrifty Mm -hmm. and that's the characteristic that the mom has is that she hates spending money yep like she doesn't even go get her hair done she doesn't want any extravagant gifts she's you know we're simple folks that's it right so anyways they're moving this big uh bookshelf or some piece of furniture and the the wall behind it is completely covered in black mold oh and you just hear the crew be like the crew member is like, that's really bad. <laughs> that's really, 
Dude, I'm out. I am out of Forsyth, Georgia. You can just see the crew like backing out. God. I can, yeah, I know they hinted. I didn't see that scene, but they hinted at it later. And they had to, and then they were like, oh, let's Google how to get rid of black mold. And I'm like, uh, maybe you should, maybe you should kind of get a professional for this. And then the wood is rotting and, uh all this there's leaks and everything and i was i was like did they not get this house inspected and then five seconds later he goes oh i feel so stupid because i should have caught all this stuff when i did the inspection i was like dude all right all right (laughs) um so they end up you know getting this newer house and they live there and they have a massive pool and Mm -hmm. all you can think of is oh that tlc money's coming in yeah that tl that always happens with these people it happens in all the 90 day fiancés you see them in this modest home and then they're suddenly they're able to buy like a million dollar home and you're going uh, well in i guess in this area like a (laughs) 600 sorry (laughs) okay 600 um thousand dollar home and yeah and they're suddenly able to buy this and you're like yeah your jobs didn't change tlc the checks came in they got that sweet sweet cameo money oh (laughs) you know they've got to do cameo um so, I mean, basically, we're just taken through their lives. We're taken mm-hmm. through all of this. You see them grow up. You see them, all the graduation stuff. But the episodes are just mind-numbing. And mm-hmm. for this to be renewed 10 times, this was another thing. As I was sat contemplating the foils of my youth, my follies of my youth, I should say. <laughs> my foils. Sorry, I am drinking mezcal. Um, the follies of my youth. I also started to just think about who is watching this you know and it's a question that constantly pops up when we're doing doing this podcast because we watch this out of dedication to you our listeners um curiosity research you know we're doing it for this but people that have followed this family growing Mm -hmm. up i just can't imagine dedicating 43 minutes each week to go i really really want to know what happened with horny mini matt damon i just i don't what's, get it what's the deal with amber's mole on her back yeah i know that went on for i just how is the daughter's <sighs> art show going to pan out can you imagine filming this can you imagine being on production and filming this like just what are we doing today okay so we're just going to follow them around we're going to film this. And then, no, you know what it is? It's actually the editors. The editors are the people that are the true heroes of reality TV, as we know from Bravo. Like right. the, the Bravo, the housewives editors should be winning Oscars, Emmys, everything for their work. But TLC editors. <laughs> I mean, we're watching the cut down version. These people had to watch hundreds of hours for each episode, probably. I just don't it's mind-numbing i mean it really is and somebody may say yeah pauline you love the real housewives yes i do but i am and that may be mine you know what i'm just gonna stop it's not mind numbing it's unbelievable and you all need to watch housewives because we learn a lot from the housewives but i do not (laughs) i just don't get this just watching them doing the same it's the same thing for 10 seasons dude it's It's a nice family living their lives that's a going out for ice cream fixing up their house and it's not even like it's it's not like you're getting like if they had explored anna maybe she ended up in like juvie you know maybe we had got some drama (laughs) or something right there was nothing 
and they're still going on by the way they're still filming oh yeah and they really bang these seasons out quick they released like two or three seasons last year (laughs) that's what i was actually trying to work out i was like oh my god this has gone on for 10 years but it hasn't because it started in 2015 and Mm -hmm. there's 10 seasons and they're on season 11 already well if you are an avid listener of this please let us know what you get out of it because it it was hard i mean i think we should i i have nothing else to say about the show do you no i mean it's like i said nice family if you want something to fall asleep to that's like just calming asmr house talk (laughs) i guess so i guess so i don't know yeah and bless them if we're going to go to the rate, Kate, do you want to, we'll go to our rating now. Yeah. Um, because we ha- do have some other stuff to dive into. So do yeah. you want to, just for new listeners, if you want to discuss um, our rating system for each show? Absolutely. Okay. So each time we go over a show, when we're done discussing it, we rate it on a scale of zero to 600 pounds of learning in tribute to one of the most popular shows on TLC, My 600 Pound Life. Mm-hmm. That gives us the chance to get really specific about our ratings and we also like to explain why we gave that rating exactly so go ahead kate you can go first what from zero to 600 what would you give this show 88 yeah 88 pounds of learning i think that's fair um i think Maybe 112 for me because it did make me contemplate all of the mistakes I've made in my life. So (laughs) I'll give it 112. Um, But I'll tell you, once again, TLC to me, I mean, admittedly, I was watching this while I was washing the dishes and stuff. But maybe I missed it. But was there any exploration really into living a life as a little person and a lot of the challenges that come up obviously we do not want this family just because i mean they are little people but that doesn't define their personality doesn't define who they are and how they live in this world but it is and they they are they got this show not because they're a interesting you know family that's that's really kind of exceptional they got it because we wanted an insight into a family that's adopted um children and um they deliberately adopted little people and I just felt like that was mm-hmm. never explored. None of that was explored for us to learn anything. Not that much. They would say things throughout, um, you know, when Jonah's looking for a home, his dad explains to us, he's like, it's not that I have a problem with apartments. I just think apartments aren't as well suited for little people. You know, so like you'd get comments here and there, mm. but mostly it was just typical boring family stuff and I think if they were um not little people the show would have been canceled after the first episode exactly and I would like to have seen more about their you know how these children were existing going through high school and going through school compared to maybe their parents and how times have changed and attitudes have changed there was one scene actually let me add this there was one scene they went to a theme park and these kids on a ride saw the whole family and started screaming the m-word um that is very very offensive to little people and the dad handled it so beautifully. He waited for, he goes, you know what? Keep the cameras rolling. By the way, this was the most exciting part of the entire 11 seasons. They're like, keep the camera rolling. 
the kids came off the and that were screaming it they were saying the m word like over and over and over at them and they stood their ground the, these kids came out and he said hi and he put his hand out he's like my name is trent. Matt, matt damon <laughs> my name is trent and it's not the M, M word. You can't use that. It's very offensive to us. Some of the kids were just brats and ran off. But then the mother came over. And at first she was like, oh, you're, you're crazy. Like, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not crazy. I'm really trying to, you know, have a learning experience here. Because that is a deeply, deeply offensive word for us. Um, and so she kind of acquiesced a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. So that was actually a really nice educational fantastic scene I, that was the best scene out of the whole series i think because you saw how hard it must be when that occurs and how mm-hmm. well it was handled by the dad um right yeah so it's it's mentioned throughout it's not like they never talk about it but um yeah it's not the main it's not the main thing mm. uh i would have wanted more what can i say kate i wanted yeah. more so that's it for um seven little johnstons what kate and i kind of decided to do because we were uh too late in the game to pick another show because we were this is what this is genuinely just behind the scenes of what happened kate and i very 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 busy very very important people in our own heads so we were like um going across the week in a lot of time i mean kate obviously you have your other podcast mostly bravo subscribe listen to it right now it's amazing it covers everything bravo and the bravo world kate has to listen and watch a lot of bravo news mm-hmm. so then she's all she's doing that as well as this so it's a lot of stuff to take on right and i also don't like to watch the shows too far or like too early before we okay. record because i'll forget stuff i like it fresh oh. in my mind Oh, I just as leave well. it because I procrastinate. So I well, just leave it to the Well, there's that as well. There's, it's like a two-part thing. It's so, like what I tell myself. and then, so, no. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> no. So what Kate and I do, though, is there'll be... We always have hashtag save it for the potty. Like, we do not discuss the shows. But there will be, guaranteed, a panicked text. <laughs> oh, shit. There's 15 seasons of this. What are we going to do? Or... Uh, by the way, this show doesn't even exist anymore. It's and gone. so it's gone. So that's kind of what happened this week with Filth Fighter. We couldn't find it. It was late in the game. And we can't spin the wheel when we literally have two days before we're going to record in case we get another fifth, in case we get a DOS or a Stace or a, a big show. Right. You know, or a night. Can you imagine if you've got 90 Day Fiance with two days to watch it? Well, that's not. I can't. No. I mean, I'm pretty caught up, but yeah, that's <laughs> true. <not. laughs> true. Okay. So we can't do that. So instead, what we wanted to do is we wanted to just talk about some things in the TLC universe. Yes. First of all, I want to talk about Bitch Sesh. Now, Bitch Sesh is, it's kind of hard to say when you have a little bit of an English lisp. Bitch Sesh. There we go. <laughs> Bitch Sesh is um, a podcast that has it's been around for a while now. And I'm sure anyone listening to this is familiar with the genius of it. It's um, Casey Rose Wilson from SNL and Brides made just a fabulous writer comedian actress and then danielle schneider who's the same who writes for always sunny in philadelphia and tons of things um massive housewives fans and they started a podcast cast years and years ago called bitch sesh so they just go over everything to do with the real housewives and kate and i loved it obviously kate and i 
we've said before fell in love over the housewives so we went we've been to one of the live shows they did here in la which was just unbelievable the level of dedication to their craft and they actually are busy women they have (laughs) children they have seriously monstrous careers right they are busy but they dedicate so much time to the housewives and diving into them critiquing them exploring them they're just outstanding outstanding women who okay if i may speak for both of us we love adore and cherish yes i agree good so they had done an episode which i just want everyone to kind of go back and listen to um that was about um it kind of crossed into the tlc world because they do appreciate the tlc world and and we've you know like kate here she's the she does mostly bravo and it's all about bravo world and it does cross over if you love trash tv on bravo you're probably going to know tlc and vice versa so i just want to draw all of your attention to go back to bitch says follow it anyway because it's an amazing not that they need any ads but follow it because it's an amazing podcast but they had done an episode about a while ago about a tlc show called sister wives now remember we have done seeking sister wives but this is sister wives this is one of the juggernauts we have Darcy and stace we have thousand pound sisters we have my 600 pound life and we have sister wives we have cody with his long flowing hair and his affliction t-shirts we have the wives that all hate him it's <laughs> unbelievable show and that's another one that's been going on for about 15 years or something insane it's, it's um, so wild it's something so kate when we get it ourselves on the wheel of shame we're really gonna have to i don't know we're gonna have to give it like two weeks to study probably there's a lot is a lot but it is fantastic anyway i just wanted to draw everyone's attention to that episode so you can go back and bitch session take a listen to it because kate and i discovered it and it was just um a hilarious take on a tlc show because they're geniuses and you know kate and i made a lot of goals when we started this podcast we were like what do we want to do with this i mean it sounds like we just kind of put it all together last minute as <laughs> it's kind of accurate sometimes when we felt when we record but um we set some goals and we set some some uh, things we want to achieve with this and one of them i said to kate we will have made it when we have been mentioned on bitch sesh hell right? yeah <laughs> i think the the second we have casey rose wilson daniel schneider um june diane i've got to mention june diane Raphael. she was on the this episode as well because she's a massive sister wives fan so who knows kate let's put it into the universe it's manifest that when the wheel of shame gives us sister wives we can get june diane Raphael to comment on it like darcy and stacy say manifest it yeah manifest. and look at their lives they're living it. and look at their lives <laughs> <laughs> and look at their lives um so anyway we yeah. we just had to talk about that and then yeah super super need... funny episode i liked it, it. was I amazing it. i'm not even all caught up on sister wives and i enjoyed listening to them talk just because they're they're all such funny friends and elizabeth lame is on it too yes another comedian and i she's had a podcast for she's been in the podcast game for so long and i remember yeah. i used to listen to her uh mm-hmm. her old podcast so it was fun to to hear all of them chat 
she really was like the OG. Um, okay, so I think this is probably a good time for a little bit of a break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to chat a little bit more about some more TLC stuff. We still have to do the Wheel of Shame. We will be right back. Oh, hello. It's Pauline again. And I am slotting in here between two very important points being made to hawk some of my merch. Hooray! Okay, this will only take a minute. You are obviously a fan of the absurd if you're listening to this. So I'm sure you have a small place in your heart for the gloriously absurd Real Housewives franchise on Bravo. I've created a line of the snarkiest notebooks you will find based on the Real Housewives of New York. They are available on Etsy. Link to my store is in the show notes. Okay, I finished hawking. Back to the show. All right, and we're back. And we decided to chat about this article, this really kind of interesting article that Pauline mm-hmm. sent me. Mm-hmm. And it is on this website called thelist.com. Unclear wow. on that website but a pretty pretty cool article that we found called what it's really like to be on a TLC show there we go I mean I just first of all you know this is rare that I actually did any research and it really was just a one google click I found it sent it to Kate and I was like see what you can do with this like see if there's anything of interest in this so once again Kate's doing the legwork she's actually reading articles and watching shows i skim it all but um as kate said yeah i don't know if this is a screen rant level (laughs) website or if we're at the daily mail level i don't know kate unclear you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of ads as you're reading it's kind of one of those where you have to really fight the ads that are (laughs) popping up (laughs) you have to really want to read about it to to get to the end so I wrote down a few thoughts from this article. Okay. Uh, I learned a new word. So Hmm. there's a word for when producers use your audio out of context. So this is one of the points they're making is that you will get edited into saying something you didn't really say or Mm. as a villain on the show because they own all your audio. So any, even if you are not being filmed and your mic is still on hot mic moment, they can take that audio and then they'll usually play it when uh, your face isn't showing. So the lips don't have to match up or something like that. Or they, they mentioned there was this dating show that a producer worked on, a former producer worked on and they, this, this girl, it was like a bachelor style show. Mm. And she hated this one guy, but for the okay. storyline purpose, they really wanted her to pick him, oh, but she couldn't stand no. the guy. And okay. so they were interviewing her and asking her, who is your, like, who do you love? Mm-hmm. And she just to piss him off was like Adam Sandler. And they edited the guy's name into that moment. So it looks like she says what? his name. <laughs> And that is called Frankenbiting. That's what the phrase is in, See, in the biz. Learning, I've just learned more than I learned on 10 seasons of the little Seven Little Johnsons. <laughs> it's called Frankenbiting. Never heard of it. It's amazing. It's a thing. Okay. And that's the phrase. And there was actually, um, I read about a lawsuit because I was reading this and then I started clicking on the links in the article and pretty soon I was down a rabbit hole, (laughs) K-hole, whatever you want to call it. So uh, there was 
actually a lawsuit that the uh what's it called the screenwriters guild okay yeah um there were these these folks working in reality tv who wanted to be given the benefits of a writer in the screenwriters guild interesting because they were considering themselves as writing the arc of the show basically wow and so they they sued because they thought that they weren't getting um all the benefits you know over time and all that stuff so that was like in 2005 so i don't know that's really going I mean, that makes so much sense, though, because this article that I skim read did say about, you know, and we, which we know as, 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 as viewers, we know that obviously all these scenes are set up. They have call sheets they, that's telling you kind of what time you need to be there. Um, I don't think there's anything for budget of hair and makeup, so cross that out but you know it's what time you need the film crew turn up and what you're doing that day so it might be like you know you're going shopping and we're going to film you going through dresses and talking about how nervous you are to go on a date with someone or whatever but they don't give you like they that is all set up you're right and it's all structured they're not necessarily going to they obviously don't give you a script to follow right but they do set it all up and they do throw in lines and they I mean, it's it's an interesting lawsuit. It really is. It's an interesting point because they are writing it. They're writing a structure of a show. I mean, you could even argue that it's kind of like an improv. You know, a lot of the a, a TV show that's improv, right? Like, look, at, look. I'm not comparing a TLC show to Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> by genius legend Larry David. But what Larry David does is he writes an outline for the episode and then the actors come in and then they kind of fill in the se- or an outline for the scenes. They come in and it's all improv. So you could argue that's exactly what these TLC people are doing, right? It it it, it kind of is, right? <laughs> it so, is because just, they're saying ta- they're saying ta- they're giving them a prompt, like yeah. you would at an improv show. They're like, yeah. talk about your relationship, talk about mm-hmm. him cheating on you. Yep, and. So- I don't know. Interesting I think it's a fair point. point. Yeah. What else did you learn, Kate? Uh, your only privacy is in the bathroom. Um, mm. I learned that... So there was this star from Return to Amish, Kate Stoltz, and... I've watched that. In <laughs> I have watched that. A lot of these things they were saying in the article, it would say, in a since-deleted tweet. Yes! I <laughs> of love course. that. Of course, because TLC was like, take that shit down. <laughs> and so she tweeted that they would they would hold them in a room for a really long time, for hours, and keep asking them the same question over and uh, over until... I'm sorry, that's a police interrogation tactic. Yeah, yeah. Until they got the reaction they wanted, until she said until they would start crying or they would like say what they wanted them to say. But that's because I am, uh, listeners may not know, I have no qualifications, but I do consider myself a detective, lawyer, doctor, sometimes surgeon. And I do know when it comes to interrogations, that is a tactic that you you see all the time. If you watch any kind of true crime stuff, the detective will go, so where were you from um, 9am to 11am? Just walk me through that. And they'll do that. And they'll go, okay, okay. So tell me again, you went from that store and you went to where next and they'll just go over and over and over to trip you up yeah jeez 
Now that's real. That's darkness because there's a video in a promo for the show where she's crying and so she's saying I wasn't actually crying about that but they held us in this room for hours until I started crying and then they filmed it and they put that on the promo I was like oh my god okay I you know that returned to Amish and it would be very, very, very odd if that came up in the Wheel of Shame in a minute. But um, that is lengthy. And that one was one of the TLC shows that was exposed the most about just fake storylines. Some of them were all, had left the, commun- the Amish community years before. And then some had already actually, there was a couple that were married on it, but had actually been married for like four years and had a baby there was it's it was terrible that show it all got exposed that was another thing on it because there what is that tlc show it's like my big fat gypsy wedding oh i've watched all that oh god i should stop admitting all this yeah i've watched all that yeah that was an so old one someone yeah. on there in a probably since deleted tweet was saying that there are so many things in the show that their community doesn't actually do but they mm-hmm. like there's no uh, I think on the show they do like a gypsy ball, annual oh, ball, okay. and they were like, "That's okay. not actually a thing." So you know that they but... do use um, uh, bleach on their teeth in that to whiten their teeth. Actual bleach, oh. they put bleach bleach on their toothbrush, and then they also put motor oil on their skin to suntan. That's two highlights of the gypsy sisters. Once we get okay, to them, okay, stay tuned for yep. that. Stay tuned. And then the only other big note I had because. One of the points in this article was that, you know, if there's any skeletons in your closet, they're going to find it. (laughs) And so I started to wonder, how much do producers on TLC and Bravo, how much do they know? How much do you you think they know these horrible, terrible things that later come out and and then they then have to fire those people? But they already knew that. They just didn't say anything. Okay, so this is interesting you talk about this because I have an inside scoop and it's really interesting. And I've actually not told you this, Kate. I okay. really, I, I've been meaning to, but listeners, honestly, I haven't told Kate this. I have someone close to me that recently told me um, their new position is working at a very, very large studio that they deal with HR and they deal with the background of people, certain people, that are going on reality shows. So this person informed me that the backgrounds they have to do now is intense because of stuff like Erica Jane, stuff like Jen Shah, stuff like um, the guy from 90 Day Fiance who was waiting trial for kidnapping. Like the Amish guys, half of them had been arrested for abusing their spouse and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So this person gave me fantastic insight. This is very new though, that they are now doing background checks like this. Now I can't okay. answer whether they get the background checks and go, this person's so good for reality TV. Let's just make sure we keep this hidden, which I would personally believe they do. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Um, but yeah, I meant to tell you that. So that is a real agents in the field okay. kind of info. Yeah. She says that they go through everything, everything, your schooling, your where you grew up, everything. All your social media pages. Oh, that was a huge thing. Course. She said, and it's so time consuming you have to go through all their social media i mean people have had facebook since 
2006, 2007. Can you imagine going through? That's just one person's job to literally do that. I know. I know. So anyway, that was, that was very interesting, but I don't know. I mean, they'd never, they wouldn't, I I mean, I'm sure if it's, they're good enough TV, of course, they're going to keep them on. Right. Because that's all private information. So they can, right. That, you know, the extent that they knew. So they can just be like, oh, well, we didn't see that racist tweet from 2005. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) I'm mad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, so, yeah, so that was the article. Anything else that you uh, got from that article? By the way, the article was called um, What It's, let's give credit to the the journalist, What It's Really Like to Be on a TLC Show by Becky Ledford Mm -hmm. for thelist.com. Whether it's a real website, unclear, but uh, we did find, we did find it. So. I mean, I learned that I will absolutely never do a show because, knowing myself, I would say stuff on the hot mic, and then I, my oh, life would be ruined. Disaster. And it would be, yeah. instead, we chose to do a podcast that we can edit heavily. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's time, guys, that we went to the Wheel of Shame. So I'm just going to throw this out here. We've discussed two. Uh, we've discussed this week uh, when we get to Sister Wives and uh, Gypsy Sisters. Is that what we discussed? Yeah. If either of those come up on the Wheel of Shame, that's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. All right, are you ready for this, Kate? Are you yes. ready to get our two? And and by the way, we're going to do our due diligence. Kate, if you don't mind, I'm going to spin the wheel. Can you just make sure that we can find these on somewhere? Yes, I will quickly Google. <laughs> I'm on Please, it. Please, because we, we have to. All right, I'm going to get ready. So spin that, that wheel. wheel. <laughs> All right, give us a good one. We deserve a fresh one. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Not a boring family. Yeah, not a boring family. Okay. Ugh. Um, okay, okay. First one up, guys, for next week is <laughs> it's pretty okay. When skin goes wrong. Okay. I'm kind of okay with this All because right. the title is so ridiculous. When skin goes wrong. That's right. our first one. one I know we've one had... season. Oh, there is oh thank God. Okay, but we can definitely watch it, right? I think so. Came out it? came out twenty twenty. Oh, okay. It's oh, gonna, yeah. It's... We can watch it. Okay, great. As long as it's different to save. I hope it's different to save my skin. Yeah. Oh, that it's was also in London. Skin. Okay. Uh, so, oh god, is this going to be like basically the exact same thing of save my, save we'll, my skin? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out when. Sk- sorry, when skin goes wrong. There's. I hope there's some narrator that is like that in it. All right, let's get our second one. So it's only one season, so that's good. So, right, spin the wheel. Let's see what we get for our second one. Come on. oh my God, it's so exciting when we do this. Kind I know, I did. Um, oh, oh, this is interesting. Very famous one we've got here, Kate. Oh. But I think there's tons of seasons. Second show for next week is I Am Jazz. And I know this one. Do you know it? No. I've okay. seen the cover, but I have no idea what it's about. Okay. Can you tell me how many seasons there are so I can, pr- I might have to start watching it like right now. Because I think there's tons. Seven. Seven. <sighs> and that's on the app. We've, I've seen it on there. Okay. Yeah. So we've got I Am Jazz and then we have When Skin Goes Wrong. 
okay all right perfect so we've got our two for next week guys so that means that you have to watch this along with us you've got a week to watch it all make your notes you know um <laughs> make sure you know the cast of characters that we will be discussing um and what have we got left here we've just got our plugs our plug to do. plugs guys we need some love from you always and we especially need it please on our um, instagram and tiktok you can find us at tender loving care pod have a check have a a check out what we're doing there and we have a lot of kind of exclusive i was gonna say exclusive content that sounds so much fancier than it is we have some really good memes we have some really (laughs) good memes on instagram so um go over to tender loving care pod on tiktok and instagram and then on twitter um a lot of snarky comments twitter's just snark 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 and it's um tlc poddy um obviously we've already discussed with you guys agents in the field anyone of you that has worked background and something to do in production or whatever with any tlc show if you know anyone if you have any insider scoop email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com that's tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com kate we need to talk about mostly bravo yes i have another podcast where i discuss along with my friend bryce all of the well not all but some of the uh currently airing shows on bravo so it's uh, week by week recaps opinions things like that uh, you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at mostly bravo and find us wherever you find podcasts check it out you must you must and also all of this stuff that we talk about it's all in the show notes as well so feel free to just um scroll down and have a look at all the links in the show notes um last plug and self-promotion and i'm sure oh sick of it but i'm gonna do it anyway um i am obsessed with the housewives as everybody knows both kate and i are i created a line of merchandise it includes um t-shirts and notebooks that have a lot of um nods to infamous scenes from our fantastically chaotic beautiful women of the real housewives so please go and check that out you can find me um easiest way is instagram at a brit in the sun a b-r-i-t in the sun because i'm english and i live in la um all right i think that's kind of everything kate we have our two shows for next week we know what we're gonna do um can you believe this is the end of episode eight no look at us go i think the only thing i've left to say is if you're the kentucky sommelier email us (laughs) every single week i look for you I long for you. I need to find you. We need to contact the Kentucky sommelier from Thousand Pound Sisters. Okay, Thousand Pound Sisters episode. Shout out to episode three. All right, guys, have a fantastic week. Watch all this, these shit shows with us so we can discuss them next week. And have a good one. Bye, Kate. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.